Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. Philippians 4, verses 1 and 2. We come to an amazing passage of Scripture that the first two verses I'm going to wait till next week on, but let's look at them. We're going verse by verse. Therefore, my beloved and longed for brethren, my joy and crown stand fast in the Lord, beloved. And then he says, I implore, in the Greek it's pronounced euodia. And I implore, in the Greek it's pronounced suntuke, to be of the same mind in the Lord. And I urge you also, true companion, help these women who labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. How would you like to be in a dispute with somebody and have your name in Holy Scripture for the rest of time? We'll get to that next week. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I will say rejoice. These four verses... I call the keys to walking in peace. Regardless of the circumstances of our lives, these next four verses are going to show us how we can walk in peace, regardless of, of what's going on. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Notice the apostle doesn't say rejoice in your circumstances. He doesn't say rejoice in the decisions of other people. He says, rejoice in the Lord. Not everything that happens is good. But we do have the opportunity and the responsibility to rejoice in the Lord. Are you in the Lord? To rejoice is not some giddy kind of shallow hurrah. To rejoice means to reconnect with joy. You say, well, pastor, if I had some joy, I'd reconnect with it. Hold your place there and turn back to the left to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. Verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. What's next? The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Well, let, let's stop right there for just a minute. The fruit of the Spirit is love, and the second fruit is mentioned is what? Where is the Holy Spirit in the regards to you as a believer? In you or out there somewhere? 
rejoice in the Lord. So regardless of the pain I'm in, regardless of the circumstances of my life, if I am in the Lord, somewhere in my inner man that is deposited in my spirit man by the Holy Spirit is joy. To rejoice means to reconnect with what's already on the inside. It doesn't mean to work yourself into a frenzy. It means to reconnect with what's already been deposited. How in the world would I do something like that? Thank you, O oh God, regardless of what I'm experiencing today, that your presence is in me and you will never forsake nor leave me. I thank you that regardless of what I have to face, you have already been there and faced it for me. And because your resurrection power is in me, you've broken the grip over anything that could ruin my life. Thank you, Father, that the joy of the Lord is my strength. And regardless of my circumstances, I am in you and you are in me. And there is a source of joy that is not controlled nor diminished by circumstances. I connect with the joy that is already there because of the presence of the Holy Spirit. And it doesn't have anything to do with what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling. I don't have to feel it. I just know I have it. A lot of people wait until they have the emotion of joy. Joy is not really an emotion. It is a deposit. It is spirit-to-spirit -spirit contact. It has a whole lot more substance than an emotion. It is part of the character of the Holy Spirit who indwells the believer. So God, I need to learn to rejoice. How do I do that? Well, here's some things I can do. I can choose to praise and bless your name and declare that you are my Lord. I can choose to remind myself by your word of what the truth is. How many of you know that a lot of things of what we see and feel are not true? Jesus defined truth. He said, Father, sanctify my people in the truth. Thy word is truth. The word of God is the foundation of truth. I can learn to reconnect not only with the joy by reminding myself of the promise of the word, but I can reinforce that joy by surrounding myself with others who have real joy. When I come in here, I reconnect with real joy because I'm not out there with people who are looking. See, the world is looking for enjoyment. And they don't have a clue what joy is. Joy is not enjoyment. Enjoyment is temporal. It's passing. It comes and goes so quickly. Real joy is a relationship that is not going away. It's been deposited on the inside of you by the Holy Spirit. Do you have it? can only be received by a personal reception of the gift of God's grace by the invitation to Jesus Christ to come into your life. Just right where you are, he takes you right where you are. Reinforce that joy. 
by connecting with others of like mind with the Word of God, by getting into a position of praise and worship. Notice what he says next. Let your gentleness be known to all men. Verse 5, the Lord is at hand. You know what? I've had a problem with this. The word gentleness means strength under control. Gentleness is not weakness. Gentleness is strength under control. Do you know sometimes I have a problem with allowing my gentleness to be known to all men. Why? Because I forget the last part of that verse. The Lord is at hand. The Lord, you know what that means? The Lord is right here, right now. Pastor Steve, when you're on 280, facing all that aggravation, the Lord is right here, right now. I see you feel my pain. When it goes haywire at the office tomorrow, the Lord is still right here, right now. When somebody you love speaks unkindly to you, the Lord is right here, right now. When you get bad news, the Lord is right here, right now. When people make decisions that are wrong and off base, the Lord is right here, right now. So I can stay under control when I practice the presence of the Lord. I can let my under control spirit be made known to all men if I keep in mind the Lord is right here, right now. How to walk in peace. Remember to rejoice in the Lord always. Remind myself that the Lord is right here, right now. And number six, at verse 6, be anxious for nothing. The word anxious means worried, fearful. Be anxious for nothing. Can I ask you something? What outcome are you worried about today? Is it a business deal? Is it the well-being of your children or grandchildren? Is it a test that the doctor's going to do on you? What outcome are you worried about today? Is it about a choice somebody else is going to make? Be worried and anxious about what does it say? How much does nothing cover? Is there anything that we have the right to get anxious and worried about and still be biblically faithful? Yes or no? Be worried about the outcome of nothing. Wow. Here's my practical question. How? I'm always a how asker. And I love the scriptures right here because it tells me exactly how to do it. 
You don't think I've had to practice this over and over and over and over again and still do? I go back to this passage over and over and over and over again in my life. It can arise in the course of any day. How do I be anxious and worried about the outcome of, how do I not be worried about anything? He tells us right here. In everything, how much is left out of everything? Is there any detail of that business you're trying to run that's left out of everything? I said, is there anything on that business you're trying to run that's left out of everything? Is there anything about your children or grandchildren left out of everything? In everything, all-encompassing, by prayer, instead of being worried and anxious, stop the train. Consciously stop that train because that train of anxiety is going to lead you to a wreck. It's going to wreck your sleep. It's going to wreck your health. It's going to wreck your ability to perform in your work. It's going to wreck your marriage. Listen, anxiety, worry, and fear that constantly goes on, you got to stop the train. And here's how we do it. Be anxious for nothing in everything by prayer. Okay, God, I make the decision that I am going to stop this worry, anxiety. I'm going to stop forecasting how bad it can be, and I'm going to turn that into prayer. So rather than allowing my mind to focus on the scenario of destruction, I'm going to focus my mind on your presence, and I'm going to make it a matter of prayer. Those children and grandchildren, that business, those, that money, this help, I come to you with it. Prayer means that you are coming to the one who receives prayer, and you are expressing prayer what is on your mind and heart to him. That's prayer. But you don't stop there. The verse goes on by prayer and supplication. Hmm. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't use the word supplication in my day-to-day -day walk. What in the world is that? Supplication is a request or a petition based on evidence. See, when I'm anxious, I may not know what the outcome's going to be, but I can, in prayer, I can take the outcome to the Lord. Supplication is when I go to the Word, or I hear the Holy Spirit bear witness by that rhema word in my spirit that lines up with the written Word of God, and I have evidence of what He wants to do. So when I go to God with evidence from the word of what he wants to do, that's a supplication. So I'm going to pray when I don't know the outcome, but I'm also going to pray when I know what he wants to do. That's a supplication. By prayer and supplication, that petition, you see, a petition, a prayer is, oh God, I need you. To provide a supplication is I go to the bank and I say I see here that I have this in my account and by faith I want to withdraw some of it. It is a petition based on evidence. So by prayer and by supplication 
with what? Thanksgiving. Giving thanks is the atmosphere by which all prayer and supplication works. You're not demanding God to do anything. You're agreeing with him that he wants to do it based on evidence of his word. And so I say with thanksgiving, I thank you, God, that even though I see in my circumstances though these things that give me pain or have the opportunity to give me anxiety, I say to you, and I thank you, you are my God, you are my provider. You are the lover of my soul. You are in charge of my children and grandchildren. You are in charge. You gave me this business. You are in charge. Bottom line. Notice the last part is the part that many of us leave out. We're to stop the train of anxiety. and it, You know, you've got to do that with your own words. I speak right up in my own inner man and say, wait a minute, I am not going there. The Word of God tells me that I'm not to be anxious about anything. So I declare that I will not enter into anxiety about the future outcome of that which is giving me, is troubling me. And I decide that I'll do what the Word says. I will pray and I will give supplication. I will, be, I will base my prayer on the Word and fully expect you to do what you said you wanted to do. I thank you that you're at work both to will and to do of your good pleasure, according to Philippians 2.13. And I say, dear Lord, that I hereby let you, look, let your request be made known to God. Some of you don't, you're not asking God for what you want. I hear people say this all the time. Well, God knows what I want. This is not for God's sake. This is for yours. Do you know that there's power in verbalizing what you say you want? You know, a lot of times when I say what I think I want, I learn to make adjustments in that. I learn that there is a process sometimes of me discovering what I really want when I truly submit to the Lord, he begins to change some of those desires. It's not initial, but it is inevitable. It's not always instant, but it is process. Let your request be made. What do you want in your heart of hearts? What do you want in your heart of hearts? You know that a lot of us are wasting our time, wasting our days because we've never really, never come to grasp with what we really want. Is it just to survive? Is it just to meet another day? There's some success in that. But what do you really want in your heart of hearts? What do you want to see? Are you willing to keep on expressing to God what you really want, and are you willing to allow Him to saturate and absorb, and are you, are you willing to allow Him to make the adjustments in your desires that you trust Him more than you trust yourself? 
do I really trust him more than I trust myself? You know what that means? God has desires for you that are greater than your desires for you. Do you trust him to be at work to do it? So I don't know, mine are pretty big. You have no idea. I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord. Plans for your well-being. Give you a future and a hope, not calamity. Amen. Let your request be made known. And, and look what happens. When I rejoice in the Lord, when I recognize and practice the presence of the Lord, He's right here right now. When I refuse anxiety and by, make everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, letting my request be made known to God, guess what happens, verse 7? The peace of God, which passes, surpasses all understanding, will guard my heart and my mind through Christ Jesus. Could you use some peace today? The peace of God. You say, well, I don't know. I don't have much peace. Listen, you and I are not to worry about God's part. We are to be concerned about these other four things we just mentioned. God will supply the peace. And it will be beyond anything that you can rationally explain. It will not make sense in the circumstances you're in because His peace is not circumstantially driven. It is granted without recourse. Peace. Peace of God surpasses all understanding. It will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. You know where Paul was when he wrote this? He was in jail in Rome. He had to be fed by Roman jailers. He had been beaten. He was incarcerated. He lived in a rat-infested dungeon. It's out of that context, he says, rejoice in the Lord always. It's out of that context, he says, what let your request be made known with thanksgiving. You know, I don't know about you, but I doubt any of us have experienced that kind of circumstance. If you know the circumstance, you're seeing how deep and how mighty this peace is. It will surpass all understanding. There is no way that this man could have peace apart from the deposit of the Spirit of God and the peace that God gave to him. He knew by experience what he's recommending and telling us to do. The Word of God is very clear. You know, someone gave me something the other day. I read it. And it really hit me right between the eyes when the Word says here, Do not be anxious for nothing. The word they gave me was, this is not God's request. This is a command. And Steve, to the extent that you're living in anxiety, you are sinning against the command of God. That was a sobering word to me. What that says, Lord, if I don't want to continue in sin, I've got to stop the train of anxiety. And you have given me the way to do it. Rejoicing in the Lord. Letting my under-controlled spirit be made known to all. The Lord is right here right now. In everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let my request be made known to God. And then He gives the peace. 
you bow your heads with me today? You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.